This is Sound Ideas, WGLT's news magazine. I'm John Norton. Monthly screenings of climate-themed documentaries continue this week at the Normal Theater. Next up in the green screen film series is The Human Scale. It's about how urban design fails to keep up with rising populations as people seek economic opportunity. Future films focus on global plastic waste and environmental racism in a Newark neighborhood densely populated by immigrants and people of color. WGLT's Lauren Warnicke caught up with Christine Bruckner, the Assistant Director of Sustainability at Illinois State University. They talk about the film series and other efforts to promote sustainability at ISU. You take your cloth bag to the grocery store and bring your own mug to the coffee shop. Maybe you're a next level climate warrior by commuting, going lawn free, saying no to those little soy sauce packets in your Chinese takeout. But it's not hard to become easily disillusioned about the enormity of climate change. Do these small acts of stewardship really make a difference in the global climate crisis? Maybe, says Christine Bruckner. She's the Assistant Director of Sustainability at Illinois State University. But it's a complicated question. There's kind of a few different things here, and this is a um, kind of broader conversation that we're having in, in our office in particular, especially with the students that work for our office and how we talk to people about the little things, quote unquote, that they can do. And we call those, and and we're even having those conversations with offices, right? What are sustainable swaps, little things we can do that over the course of time or with collective action can um, move the needle, whether that's emissions or carbon footprint um, or just consumption overall. When we retrain folks on recycling, I often ask them, you know, do you feel like you've been lied to your whole life? Because now it's totally different. Um, And one of the things we like to explain to folks is that when recycling kind of came about, there was a market for it. And we can, anything, anytime there's a market for something we can collect it. They can. It can be collected. It can be recycled. It can move. But we have just created and produced so much, in particular, plastic, that all of the markets that would purchase those recycled products don't want them anymore. And mm-hmm. so, um, like for example, China was one of our biggest um, receivers. They of, bought our they bought garbage, our garbage right? right? Yeah. And they don't want it anymore. They they. It's just there's too much. Yeah. And so I think when we go back to it, you know, the, the phrase has always been reduce, reuse and recycle. And we tend to forget those first two elements and we just go to the recycling because that doesn't really it doesn't change what I buy. It just changes what I do with it when I'm done with it. Bruckner is primarily focused on data. She tracks progress toward achieving ISU's strategic sustainability plan and assesses how the university stacks up against its peers. Well, I think it's important to also consider our place in the country and in in the world overall. Uh, You know, we see really amazing things at other campuses that maybe are more urban or have just a completely different culture. For the most part, ISU does a good job, at least in making sustainability practices more visible and possible. Proximity to Rivian helps. I think within campus, I think the visibility of the office has really helped with other campus offices really taking this upon themselves, which was the plan all along. Student-led initiatives like Fix It Friday and clothing swaps raise awareness about fast fashion. And Fix It Friday is also looking to add a free bike repair service to their slate of offerings. 
Campus Dining is a key partner. The faculty staff appreciation lunch earlier this month, for example, served over 1,000 people waste-free by using compostable products. We're literally a two-person team, <laughs> so we can't do everything by ourselves. And so it's really helpful for passionate folks that work at ISU, and there are many, um, to really take take this on as well. Another partnership is with the Center for Math, Science, and Technology, which co-presents the Green Screen Film Series. These monthly screenings of climate-conscious documentaries are curated with other faculty campus-wide and presented free to the public at the normal theater. The next showing is tomorrow. It's called The Human Scale, an award-winning film about the rise of megacities as increasing numbers of people flock to cities seeking economic opportunity. The filmmakers predict that by the year 2050, 80% of humans will live in large cities. Here's Bruckner. It really focuses on how we've designed our our cities and urban environments and you know when we have cars and homes and you know like the, the sky like the high-rise penthouse apartment being the um, symbol of you know making it or being successful which for good and bad right right um, that kind of has a perception of then I have I have the means with which to just kind of have a disposable income and that also has that has dangers when, as it relates to the amount we consume and then discard. Upcoming screenings include films about plastic waste and environmental justice. The latter, called The Sacrifice Zone, profiles a Newark neighborhood densely populated by people of color and immigrants living dangerously close to toxic waste. The film follows an activist who is trying to break generations of environmental racism. Again, here's ISU Assistant Director of Sustainability, Christine Bruckner. I think what we've lost is a sense that we're all a part of the same community, even if we live in separate areas. And I think that that's something that we see really clearly with climate change. We, it doesn't affect us, so we don't really think about it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, or it's like, oh, that's that's really sad. I'll, I'll donate some money and, you know, we'll move on. Not thinking that, you know, the choices that I'm making affect those people in all of those communities. Um, the interconnectedness, not only of ourselves as a human species, but the interconnectedness of the issues with which we all deal with, whether or not we see them or realize them, is is so profound that, you know, it, it's it's hard to think about, right? It's um, not something that is all the time happy and sunshiny. Um, but I think a lot of the movement and a lot of the things we like to really tell people is that you you do have an impact on those things, right? The things you choose to consume, the way in which you choose certain sustainable options or less uh, harmful for the environment options does affect everyone. The Human Scale will be shown tomorrow at 7 p.m. at the Normal Theater. The Sacrifice Zone and the Story of Plastic run in October and November. WTLT's Lauren Warnicke spoke with ISU Assistant Director of Sustainability, Christine Bruckner. Our final story on Sound Ideas today concerns one McLean County village addressing a long-standing water quality problem. More from WGLT student reporter Eric Dito. Downs Mayor Mike James says the village's water looks like tea, and it has for years, even though it's safe to drink. Yeah, everybody who's been around forever, you know, is used to used to the water and used to what they put up with. The village plans to put in new filtration and water softening systems to remove tannins and other materials that give the water an earthy color. It's part of a $6 million upgrade to its aging water treatment plant. We're really 
try to do the best we can with what the system we have, which is 30 years old. Um, so we really needed to do something anyway from that perspective. It's just an old system. James says the village has tried to upgrade its water treatment plant for years, but it was too costly. The state of Illinois recently approved a loan for the village. The state will forgive over $1 million. James says Downs residents will see their first water rate increase in over a decade to help cover the cost. We can really do that when have a whole straight face to our residents when, when the water quality is not that good. And so we've been kind of eating that cost for, for quite a few years. Water rates are expected to rise by around $15 for the average resident. The upgrades are expected to be operational in February of 2025. I'm Eric Dito. The state recently announced more than a half billion dollars in water infrastructure loans to local governments and water districts throughout the state.